before any more conversation can happen, there's another walking, there's a walking on the ship you're on. And, uh, Quinn comes on over the, over the communications. Mr. Gill, what's going on? We found an injured, uh, member of what we assume to be the crew. Is that the only person you've been able to find? So far, there's far too much blood to... Yes. I'll have to wait for the full report. I'm afraid we're under attack. I need you to beam back to Vorja immediately. Okay, so uh, initiative-wise, I'm going to let the one of the enemy ships go first, since they sort of got the drop on us, as it were. Mm. I'll let you know if anything gets hit. Okie doke. Oh no. Okay, lucky for you, so uh, the ship on your uh, port side uh, fires what looks to be some sort of phaser or disruptor beam, but it misses. Mm. So, obviously, oh, somehow, I guess their, their weapons triangulation is affected by the storm in some way. Uh, so, so now so now it is to you, and uh, you, as players, can sort of diplomatically decide who takes the first action before it goes back to them. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to put my thing forward, and I, I'm going to say I want to see if I can talk them down. Okay. Um, so you can just sort of open a channel and sort oh, of yeah. speak out. I'll let you do that. Okay. Uh, keep and, in mind, uh, you are in combat initiative, so you will be limited to how much you can speak before and your action. This is Commander Edison Gill of the USS Voyager. I strongly request that you cease fire upon us. And... Merry Christmas. <laughs> and instead of resorting to violence, please communicate with us as to what we can do to not die. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, they're increasing power to their weapons. Oh, no! <laughs> Captain, they're firing the tricobalt devices. <laughs> what you get back is sort of a series of hisses and clicks. Sort of like a. Nice. Uh, that proceeds, that goes on for a couple of seconds. And then. Uh, Locke actually gives you the the sentence he just gave you that the other ship is powering up their weapons. Mm. So. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Edison Gill is you can see him. He is visibly sweating. Yeah. Uh, this time the the ship uh, makes its mark and hits Voyager. So oh, we're no. gonna see if it may, manages to make its way through the shields. Uh, so the shields take two damage. Down to eighty percent, if you want to think of it that way. Back to back to Voyager. I would like to do something. I would like to take evasive maneuvers. It is con and daring, and then the ship needs to roll structure plus con. Three successes total. They take a negative one, or rather, their difficulty to hit the ship increases by one. Inside an ion storm, which is pretty impressive. So, you know, Drake is not a bad pilot thus far. Always got to end with thus far. Thus far. They tried to do an action, it didn't work, so it's all good. Back to you. Captain, I, I suggest we uh, reply in kind. <sighs> yes, Mr. Locke, but try not to make it a fatal shot. Aye, aye, Captain. And he arms the tri cobalt device. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, so, Kirk, since this is officially yep. our first ship roll, um, yep. how it works. 
is you can just make like a general shot. That's difficulty two under the fire weapon action. Or if you want to make a targeted shot, like you try to target their engines or their weapons or blah, 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 yep. then it becomes difficulty three. I see. Now, would that be using the weapons from that or would the weapons of Voyager be the assist roll? You would roll security plus control, and the ship would assist you with weapons plus security. In that regard, I would try to make a targeted shot to okay. uh, one of the ship's weapon systems. Weapon systems, okay. So the difficulty is going to be three. And this would be my focus for tactical yes, systems? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, and so lock roll, security plus control, Voyager assists with weapons plus security. Nice. Yeah, there we go, three successes. Okay, I would like to use one momentum to activate penetration. Yes. Ooh. Damage inflicted by the current attack ignores, um, it'll be two resistance. Right. For the one momentum that I'm spending, if you guys yes. are okay with that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Cool. Great. And uh, and Locke, I'll let you do the honors. You can roll damage for the ship. Uh, so you definitely do cause a breach. Nice. So vo so again, uh, the episode pans out to the ship and because it of course it makes noise for some reason. It was a puppet. <laughs> uh, the phaser the phaser fires at the ship on the let's say the starboard side or whatever. You can see the sh the shields on the other side sort of just ripple out like a pawn being disrupted by a rock throw. Mm, and nice. uh, you can see like a sear across the hull of the ship as as you can see like sparks and sort of like a rupture on mm. one side of the ship and it rocks under the absolute pinpoint precision hit Ooh, yeah. a small bloom of fire and tiles go ricocheting off into space the shields ripple and then sort of return it looks like they're still sort of intact but obviously you managed to sort of disrupt them enough to do some serious damage. Nice. That shot has heavily damaged their weapon systems, but not disabled them. Okay, back to back to them. Nope. Okay, back Suck to you it, guys. I guess. Uh, Seraph. Seraph right. or Drake, I think. Are, oh no, Drake did evasive action this round. Quinn, Quinn, Quinn and Seraph are the last ones then. Alright, Seraph is going to turn to the captain. Yeah. Captain, would you like to pursue further offensive options? Or would you prefer that we continue to try and stay on a defensive footing? I can see this battle dra dragging out for a while, Mr. Seraph. Implement your idea. Very good, Captain. All right, and Seraph begins working on the necessary alterations to the shield modulation. Okay, so science plus control or reason... And I think this is a focus, because it's probably Tinker, or Seems Computers. Seems like Tinker to me. Well, you roll it for now, and then we'll sort of resolve it in the next round. Um, and you can have the ship assist you as well. The ship can roll science plus engines, maybe? Or Computers? I guess this is the same. Engines and Computers are the same stat, so. Great. Perfect. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll see the results of that. And at the beginning of the next round, they have one more action. Hey, you're good. Uh, so Quinn is the only one left who hasn't acted in this particular uh, round. Mm -hmm. And he is going to uh, use a direct, which will allow Seraph to make his action during this round. Uh, assuming success. Uh, oh, I see. I assist you. Okay. So, uh, so he calls out, Mr. Seraph. 
Are the, are the module are the calculations complete? Yes, Captain. Activate the deflector dish then. Activating deflector dish now. The deflector dish shoots out uh, in sort of like a Kamehameha wave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see the ship sort of uh, sort of swerve and duck and uh, well, the rest you can't really see because it was a disruption sort of action. Mr. Drake, it might be prudent while they're trying to reconfigure their senses to get out of this storm. Aye, 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 Captain. I put it into impulse. Yeah. So oh, you impulse. can, yeah. So oh, you can make another, impulse. you can make another control con roll. And this, you, yes, you can use astro navigation since you're trying to steer us out. Sweet. And who wants to roll for Voyager? Voyager is making a structure plus con. Me. Alrighty. Yeah. Go ahead. Two success. Double success. Wow. Hey. Nice. I'm the best goddamn pilot there ever was. <laughs> Clearly. So far. So far. <laughs> oh, find some duranium today. Knock on real quick. Yeah. Knock <laughs> on the fake wood chairs in the conference room there. Mm. Uh, as the ship sort of reel from the disruption and sort of get, try to get their bearings, at least you assume, uh, you manage to exit uh, the ion storm successfully. And then uh, Quinn calls, Drake, take us to warp. Let's get out of here. And uh, and uh, Quinn leans back in his chair. Mr. Locke, cancel red alert. Lower the shields. Shields lowered. Going to green. Mr. Gill, maybe it's time we pay a visit to our guest in sickbay. Agreed, Captain. Mr. Locke, security teams are posted in sickbay, yes? Indeed. All right, alert them to our... Alert them to our arrival. I tap my little comm badge and uh, security. Um, Captain is on his way to uh, sickbay. Mrs. Seraph, you have the bridge. Let us know if our friends uh, decide to join us again. Aye, Captain. And Seraph strides down as the two of you try towards the turbo lift to take your seat. Yes. Uh, they head into, so the two of you head into the turbo lift and drop down to deck five, which is where sickbay is. Let me check uh, my notes can... and make sure that matches up with what I wrote down. He got it, folks. Good job. Hey. <laughs> Yay! I also have the cross section open, so I'd be embarrassed if I made a mistake. Deck five, sick bay complex. So right across from where the hollow deck is. You got health and recreation. Makes sense. Yep. No, it's a yeah. therapeutic hollow deck. Nothing Massa but they got, massage, they got a massage parlor uh, oh, yeah. program running Some right now. Swimming with dolphins. No, they swim with yeah. whales because Kirk made the effort. It actually mm. just puts you in a movie theater that screens Patch Adams 24-7. <laughs> oh, boy. I deleted that program. Patch Adams is okay. It's got Ron Williams in it. Quinn and Gil um, approach Sick Bay. The security officers sort of step aside and nod him in. And uh, and you uh, you enter Sick Bay and you find one of the nurses sort of like checking a medical tricorder. Dr. Dekemi uh, is hovering. Yes. Hovering, yes, exactly. Uh, and there's some, there's some technicians wandering around sick bay as well. And you can see the injured man is sort of on one of those, like, beds. He looks much better, considering the last time that uh, Gil saw him, he had a big gash across his chest. Um, that's been patched up. He's in sort of like a hospital gown sort of attire right now. He's uh, unconscious at the moment. I'll let you temporarily take Takemi back. Dr. Takemi noticing the... Exo and the captain come into the room. 
uh, oils his way slowly across the floor to stand beside the patient, uh, bowing a little nervously, or half mm. bowing before he remembers that it's not really a Starfleet sort of thing to do. Uh, hello, <clears throat> Captain. Hello, Commander. What can I help you with? How's the patient doing, Mr. Takeme? His condition is stable. There were some significant lacerations across his abdomen made by a very sharp object, but we have patched him up. Not too complicated, then. Uh, actually, this, considering that we're in the Delta Quadrant, he doesn't look too much different from us. He's got this sort of... This is a very, this is a very sort of Star Trek humanoid. He's got sort of like the ridges across his forehead and, and upper face kind of thing. Can we speak to him? It is possible. Right now we have him under heavy anesthetics, but I can bring him to consciousness whenever you desire. All right, wake him. Uh, Dr. Dekemi grabs a hypospray and presses it briefly yes. against the patient's neck. And then he presses a little button on the um, the bio bed that engages the restraints, which go across his wrists, his feet, and his neck. Uh, he wakes up with a jolt and immediately, like, sort of rattles up against the the restraints. It is okay. You are safe. The restraints I... are for your own safety. Who are you? I am Doctor Takemi. Oh, and also, this is our captain, Quinn, and this um, is his XO, Gil. I'm Captain Ulysses Quinn of the Federation Starship Voyager. You are currently on board in our medical facility. We found you and your ship floating in an island storm. Care to explain? <sighs> we were attacked by the Kazon. Uh, you said that before i'm not it's quite certain what the kazon are i assume it's the race that fired upon us <sighs> horrid creatures uh, some sort of armored carapaces took three direct hits from our, our disruptor guns to even fell one they completely ravaged the the vessel they came out of nowhere with no provocation. Where exactly was your ship headed? Where did these Kazon come from? <sighs> Hell if I know. We, we were doing uh, a routine survey. Our, our ship was a, a science vessel. Long range. We're, we're far from our home system. When suddenly we were attacked. Out of nowhere, like I said. Uh, am I the only one you found? I am afraid so. How many were there on board your ship? Thirty-five. I am so sorry for your loss. I didn't know a lot of them. They were just colleagues. Wait, this was our first real assignment out this far. I'm not familiar with your species. Where are you from? Oh, then we are almost in the same boat. And then Takemi realizes <laughs> that he's maybe said a little too much and puts his hand over his mouth and sort of turns away. Mr. Uh, Dr. Takemi, you can return to your duties. Mr. Gil and I can handle the interrogation. It seems obvious to me that our guest isn't going to cause any trouble, right? You can release the restraints. Uh, yes, Captain. I try to limit the questions to 20 minutes or less, and then we will need to put him under again for the next healing cycle. Yeah, understand. 
Takemi presses the appropriate button and the restraints slide smoothly back into the bio bed, and then he walks away. Mr. Gill, I'm going to leave the remainder of the questioning uh, to you. I'm going to return to the bridge and uh, see if we can start cycling through the data we recovered from this man's ship. Understood. And Quinn walks out. Uh, Gil, um, I guess there's stools or maybe a chair or something nearby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gil uh, pulls up a chair and sits sits uh, close to the the uh, the bed. So it seems that what the doctor had said, we both may be in uh, dire straits. Not necessarily the same, unfortunately, for Juice's situation, but. If we can help in any way, that would be... Well, it seems the best course of action would be to return me to my home world. If you allow me access to a navigational terminal or a data pad or whatever you have, I can give you the coordinates. In a ship like yours, you should be more than capable of dealing with any Kazon that follow us. I'm assuming you destroyed the ones that attacked. Oh, uh, we escaped some... Um... Almost uh, completely unharmed, actually. We try... We try our best. You didn't destroy them? They murdered my crew! If anything, if they're smart enough, they follow our warp signature, and maybe you'll get to see in person what we can do to them. And Gil gives a wry smile. Uh, you mentioned the Kazon several times. Um, how... If you could enlighten us, that would be... That would be excellent in order to uh, know what they could do. Their their ships are clearly powerful, but I'm not sure I've seen anything that could cause such lacerations and such frequency and such depth and such... What are we potentially up against if they do follow? Well, they're nothing like you, that's for sure, or us. Multiple appendages, and, and their outside is, is like, it's like metal. And then crawl along the walls and ceiling. Horrid creatures they are. And incapable of any real communication. We, we of course, tried peaceful communications. Uh, if there was something we could give them, but no, they weren't interested in that. Only, only our blood. I believe many of my crew were eaten. It you, seems you, that way, considering... You hear an abortive one. little, like, whimper from over in the corner as Dr. Takemi... <laughs> <laughs> uh, curls up over his over his pad, trying to pay no attention to the conversation and failing. Right. Your research brought you out to, and where an ion storm happened. I mean, how how did that take place? We were studying the ion storm. Obviously, uh, some of that size and ferocity doesn't happen very often, and we thought it'd be an easy task for our first scientific survey. I guess once the Kazon took our engines offline, uh, we must have drifted too close into the storm. And they took your engines offline from a distance then? It all happened so fast. I, I don't remember very well. It's possible they boarded first and, and attacked the engine room. Sorry, forgive me for <laughs> asking, but um, we seem to have picked you up. You said you were boarded. We seem to have picked you up off of the same ship that had attacked us. I, I don't understand what you mean. Well, the ship that we, again, we picked you up on was the same model, the same gift. Everything that, uh, not gift, the same model, the same make that 
well, the ones that had attacked, I guess, you and us. And if there's no, there was no debris or other remains of another ship, any kind of research vessel or anything of the like, just yours. You must be mistaken. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna transition back to the bridge. Uh, we'll continue <laughs> interrogation. Uh, meanwhile, back in the back in the barn, uh, Quinn has made his way back to the bridge and has. Um, um, gone over to Seraph's console. Mr. Seraph, I understand that uh, computer files were extracted from the ship? Yes, Captain. I received the broadcast, and I have all the files here. We had any luck translating any of the documents? Or audio files, or anything? Captain, they do not seem to have been making regular audio logs, although there are a number of a personal nature. There are, however, official logs in alien script, which the computer is currently translating. We have some partial translations already. There are also a number of files that are lightly encrypted. With a minimal amount of time and processing power, we could likely open these to further inspection. I know it's not particularly morally acceptable to be snooping around other people's business, but... Uh... The more we know about these creatures, or whatever they are, the better. As soon as those files are done, notify me. I'll be in my ready room. Excellent, Captain. Um, okay, so Mr. Seraph, I'm going to have you roll to sort of siphon through the, 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 the good and the bad and the ugly. All right. So you can, you can make a science plus reason, and uh, Voyager can help you with computers plus science, if someone else wants to roll that. I got it. Yeah, Thomas is our, Thomas is our ace roller tonight. That's Doing better than Chris ever does. Mm. Ever does. It's because it's the ones. My my body's yeah. all confused. My lock doesn't know what's, which direction yeah, to go. Yeah, I mean, it, well, so far. If you think about it, if you think about it, I would be like pretty on par if we were playing any system where 20 was the goal. This is how I would still be rolling. So... <laughs> <laughs> and you found you found your you found your system. <laughs> yeah. um, found your niche. Only Axis and allies and Star Trek adventures from now on. It takes about um, twenty minutes, half an hour for you to cipher for the rest of the files. Um, so in the meantime, Gil, you haven't gotten anywhere with trying to persuade this guy that the ship that attacked you is the same ship he was on. So unless you try it from some other angle, he has nothing else to say to you. And eventually Takemi insists that he be put back under again. Need to need to have somebody to interrogate him. Mm. No, nothing forceful. <laughs> no, just a little waterboarding, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it won't even leave him like <laughs> You know, I I was imagining this that scene in uh, Dark Knight where Batman slams Joker's head on the table. Where are they? Where are they? Oh, <laughs> bad choice. Never start with yeah, the head. With the head, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's Locke. Locke just appears in the shadows and like slams him on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this isn't a car. Swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You're getting um, a little distracted there, God. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So you managed to cycle through the files. Uh, Seraph, and uh, I'll whisper them to you because it'll be more dramatic for you to reveal them. And once you have the information, uh, you signal that you've got the uh, the date off the the computer, 
and Quinn calls a staff meeting for the senior staff in the conference room. This is uh, Lock to uh, Commander Gill. Have you had any luck with the uh, the guest? Uh, not at the second. I can try something else. Uh, if I may make a suggestion, um, next time you speak to him, perhaps I can be involved. I have some training to identify when someone is not being overly truthful. Perhaps oh, next time he's up once more. The captain's just called a, uh, a staff meeting. Sure. If you give me a moment, I will be there momentarily. Aye, aye. Gil turns back to our captive <laughs> and um, uh, and he he um, he he stretches a bit. Uh, gets gets uh, tries tries to look a little more casual, not a little little more comfortable, a little uh, human uh, rather than just a commander on a ship. <sighs> you know, my great grandfather was also a well, an academic, a person interested in arts and sciences and he went off and did plenty he, he closes his eyes for a moment you can see something behind it and you're not exactly sure did plenty with his life and while it was cut shorter than he would have liked it to be he imparted a lot of wisdom on a lot of people I'm sure as um, a man of science you are interested in doing the same. Now, you don't have to impart this wisdom on us, of course, but uh, if you do remember anything and can maybe not necessarily comply, but if you remember anything more that could help us maybe against them, maybe in the future, if we see them again, if we have to face them, uh, yeah. yes, certainly, of course, absolutely, but I, I really don't think there's anything more to tell you, uh, we've never seen creatures like them before. He'll take a deep breath, and sighs. And then presumably you go to the conference room, or Takemi shoes you out, something... Mr. Takemi, uh, huh? please, um, he pulls him aside, put him, put him back under, but please keep an eye... On him, we, uh, I'm, we're not done with him yet, and I'm not sure what he could have up his sleeve. Uh, so Ensign Slater, who has, uh, been diligent this entire time, um, as, as you say that, and uh, he kind of sheepishly walks close to you, it's like, um, com Commander, um, we can, uh, can uh, increase the the guard. Yes. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please don't do anything rash. And he uh, he walks away, um, talking to a couple other um, of the security and uh, uh, communicates to some other uh, some other security to get some more up to the sick bay area. Basically right. doubling the guard. Yes. So, uh, Star Trek screen wipe, screen wipe to the conference room. 
uh, senior staff are assembled around the conference table that you were around in back in the first session. Quinn, of course, sitting at the head. And uh, he leans back in his chair. You see that he swapped out the chair that wasn't here for a chair similar to the one he has on the bridge so that he can lean back. <laughs> uh, he yes. leans back for a second and sort of stares at the ceiling in thought and then uh, pulls back up towards the table. Well, gentlemen, it's not exactly a milestone I was hoping to pass, but Volger has been shot at at least once now. I am, I am pleased to see that our defense systems are not only capable of withstanding fire, but giving fire back. Lord willing, we won't have to do that many, too many more times. Mr. Seraph, how have you come along with the deciphering of the computer logs? Captain, officers, I have completed the analysis of the encrypted logs, and I believe we can now conclude that the story shared with us by our guest is incomplete at best. Hmm. According to the logs, the ship belongs to a race called the Trabe. It seems that it is a scout warship in its configuration and was completing an active scouting mission across a certain sector of space before it was commandeered by someone. The logs are a little confused and anxiety is clear throughout them, but there seems to be a great deal of fear of a race called the Kazan. It seems... Uh, <laughs> Edison Gill uh, goes wide-eyed. <laughs> It seems that our guest may have been captured by these Kazan, but it seems equally possible that he himself was amongst the boarders that took over the ship. Mr. Gill? Uh, Mr. Gill, I'm Mr. Gill. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Mr. Gill. <laughs> All right, relieve this man of command. <laughs> Captain, I think the EXO has been drinking. <laughs> There's not even any real alcohol on the ship. Just needs Doctor Takemi to give in, yes. come in, and give him an anti-anxiety. Well, that, that some explain, of his dank nug. That that would explain one thing, in that uh, the ships that attacked us would line up with the Kazon. I believe that may be the case, although it is too early to conclude for certain. So the Kazon either commandeer the ship after it was launched, or it was theirs to begin with? That is unclear. It seems mm. fairly certain from the logs that at some point the ship was occupied by a race called the Trebe, but at some future point from that it was taken over by these Kazon. It is unclear whether it might have originally been a Kazon ship, or perhaps the Kazon are themselves a race of hmm... How should I put it? Pirates? Mr. Seraph. Mm. Uh, the... I can only assume that either they're pirates or we're definitely not getting the whole of the story. Uh, the issue with this being there was no debris or anything found for another ship in the area, and this was supposed to be a research uh, excursion or vessel or what have you. The now, Research would be one way of putting it, certainly, Commander. Although the logs make it fairly clear that it was research with a hostile intent. Research regardless. The fact that not only had we rescued one 
one member of the crew from a ship that then had two more of the same type attack us. I can't possibly see this going well. I I did increase security in the in the medical bay just in case something does happen. Yeah, uh, Commander, I would is... I would advise that once his wounds are healed, we transfer him to the brig. I'm inclined to agree with Mr. Locke, I'm afraid. Whether this man is guilty of anything more than lying to us, he has yeah. lied to us. Now, there was one extra important thing that does that does bother me when it comes to this. Pretending to the ship, specifically, he doesn't remember being moved onto that ship. He doesn't recall that he was attacked by the same type that he was on. So... It's hard to tell what parts of his stories are true or not. My biggest question, of course, right now, who is in that sickbay? A Trabay or a Kazan? Seraph, did you get any identifiers as to one race or the other? Unfortunately not. There was little in the way of audio logs beyond trivial personal references, and there was nothing in the way of visual logs. Apparently they did not have internal camera systems or any sensors in any of the pertinent locations. Inconvenient, but I guess not unexpected. We'll try the we'll try the diplomatic approach one more time. Have our guest transferred to the brig. Mr. Locke, I want you to oversee the questioning period. He did request to well, I didn't exactly comply and I denied it without denying it. He did request to have a, a, a us give him a terminal in order to give us the coordinates of the planet he came from, but I wasn't sure. My doubts, of, of, of course, I didn't want him to lead us anywhere dangerous. Give him, give, him a, give him a data pad with nothing pertinent on it. Let him write down the coordinates. We can have, uh, Mr. Drake, you can look it up in this, you can look it up, see how far away it is from our current location. Mr. Locke, it's to be a questioning. Not an interrogation, yes? Of course, Captain. Captain, may this I also suggest that I be present at this questioning? There are some small details that most emotional races give off when they're trying to conceal certain details that I may uh -huh. be able to note. Very well. All right, gentlemen. We won't be really able to proceed until we know what's true and what's not. Let's get to work. Hey, this is Nathaniel Kiefer, writer, GM, and producer of Voyager Done Right. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, then you can do me two big favors. Number one, keep on listening. New content every week. And number two, tell your friends and get them to start listening right now. If you want to chat with us, you can drop us a line on Twitter or join our Discord server. Those links are in the description, and I promise to get back to you in a reasonable time. Say, three to five years? And if you really like what you hear, you can check out our Patreon page. The Nathaniel Kiefer Swimming Pool Construction Fund thanks you in advance for your time. Music from bensound.com 
and the cast of Voyager Done Right includes myself, Nathaniel Kiefer, as Captain Ulysses Quinn, Richard Jellison as Commander Edison Gill, Christopher Kiefer as Lieutenant Commander Seraph, Jordan Wood as Lieutenant Commander Miran Oka, Kirk Dawson as Lieutenant Leon Locke, and Thomas Hyde as Lieutenant Junior Grade Wallace Drake. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.